You are listening to the Third and East Podcast Power Hour. Good, how are you? Doing pretty well, Henry. Trying. Before we get home. <laughs> I hear you. Oh, how's it going with you? Oh, so far, so good. Been a pretty good day. Um, get a four-day weekend, so I'm pretty happy about that. Oh, really? Can Four day weekend. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the average working mm-hmm. manager just a two day weekend. Well, you guys don't have Good Friday off? No, we don't. What? That happens in the corporate world or anything. Now, I've been in the corporate world. We had Good Friday off. Oh, not, oh, not this job. Hmm. But we get other holidays off as well. I will just not mention it because you never know. No problem. Yeah. I don't want to. But, yeah. I'm getting mad at you. Then again, I do get, you know, I do have 20 days PTO anytime. Oh, hell yeah. So, uh, I will not be complaining about holidays anymore. No, especially coming from an industry where you worked a lot of holidays. Yeah, a lot, a lot of holidays, missed a lot of things. So, been there, done that, don't miss it at all. So, oh boy. So, tonight, so when we get right into it, I'm just going to pour myself my very good Japanese whiskey tonight. Japanese whiskey? Yes. I forget what it's called. I don't know. Actually, I didn't know what it's called because the bottle's right here. I just had ice cream from the ice cream shop that we just working at. And I just put some dark banana whiskey, dark chocolate banana whiskey over it. This is sounding more and more interesting. Yes, it, oh, it's because it is. But today we are going to have Toki, which is Centauri whiskey from straight from Japan. It's light compared to American whiskey. Really good sipping whiskey. For those that are listening. Did you say it's white? It's like light. Oh, light. I was like, white? What do you mean? Like milk? No, it's not white. No, it's like white, lighter in color compared to like bourbon. Okay, I was so confused. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, I, I, I know exactly what you were going for in our events. No, it's not. It's not anything like that, but it is a perfect sipping whiskey. Nice. I wish I still drank whiskey. But... It's all good. They're drinking, but you're taking That's not that's not queer foods. What are you talking about? That's not queer foods. What do you mean? That's not that's not they're drinking botswine, you said. Yeah, that's a spirit. That's not a liquor. Oh you bullshit. It's oh, different. Oh that is cheating. Oh god. How is that cheating? It just is. Okay, yeah, i I'm down to um I still haven't had beer. Um, I've had I've had tequila a couple times, and then I have red wine. Of course, the red wine is medicinal, 
you know, heart disease runs in my family, so um, can't get rid of that. No, but not good. I'm sure the weight is down because of it and everything too. So yeah, I mean, I'm, just, I'm not as not as uh, sluggish in the morning. More energy. Um, yeah, better mood. Much better mood. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm just starting to have to get on that train eventually here or anything. So tonight we're going to be talking about the Eastern divisions tonight. Oh, the Easy East. Yep, there are. They are the easy, easier divisions too. Yeah, of course, the easier divisions too. Of course, do because they get so much media coverage. For them to do really cover those teams and everything. There's really no current NFL events news unless if you want to talk about a few. And we'll talk about a few things, but there really isn't a lot. That's yeah, not a lot is going on. Since we just did a show, we'll do a very quick thing. Um, so, and we will start here in five seconds. This is not going to be a. This is going to be a fairly quick show. Yeah. Two, one. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the another episode of the Third and East podcast. This is Patrick Wispel Moyleson. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing pretty well here. Happy Easter's weekend coming up. Happy Masters weekend for all you avid sports fans out there and everything. And uh, I don't know what else is going on. And what's like the second? Well, it's like the first full week of baseball. Yeah, had some pretty good games that I got to see. Um... But so far, I mean, it's so early in the MLB season. I don't know why I'm even watching them. And so, no, no point in watching this early. Really, yeah. no point until like, I, I think June. That's when the games start to get just, a little bit more. There's just something to watch. Yeah, just something to watch at the moment. Uh, men's basketball is over. Yes, men's basketball is over. Your Houston Cougars choked and everything. Unfortunately for me, uh, my hated rivals in the Houston Huskies dominated their victory here and everything. So I'm not. It's actually very thrilled yeah, about that. Yeah, you know, yeah, so. yeah. You each choked. You each choked. Huh? Well, how'd, yeah. Seton, how'd Seton Hall do in the tournament? They didn't make the tournament. Oh, they really? Lost, they lost their first game in the NIT. So, yeah. it's uh, Wow. Well, the mighty I have knew, fallen. I kind of knew that coming in that they weren't going to be very good this year. I think so. I um, mean, they still made the NIT track. tournament. They didn't make any tournament last year, did I mean, they? Oh yeah, no, they made no, they made the they made the tournament last year and everything. The problem was they got first round elimination shocker and everything. Uh, something I'm very used to and everything. And now and then that caused the coach to go away. He wasn't fired. He just had a very yeah, he had a job site uh, lined up in Maryland. That'll be good for him. Yeah, he lost another and that's what shocker. He lost another first round tournament game. Big, what a shocker! So. Mm-hmm. Tonight's so we're going to be doing. So last week, if you catch uh, last uh, uh, last episode here, we reviewed the uh, the AFC and the NFC North divisions for the draft and everything. Kind of broke down of what they did um, in the free, you know, in the in the off season here in the free agency, and identify any potential draftings that they that they had and anything, or that they will need to address uh, coming up here in the draft. And then, uh, and then we obviously went through some major news with the. Um, we obviously went through some more major news, of course, with uh, Lamar Jackson, which is still going to be very interesting to see. And, you know, he's not tendered and everything. So, uh, I think he can still request some trades. I know a lot of Patriots fans up here are expecting him to be traded to there. 
Yeah, I don't know if he um I don't know if he fits the Patriot mold for what they want to do. Um it'd be a definite upgrade. I've never been really big on Mac Jones at all. So let's see now, uh, let's see what they do. Well, speaking of Mac Jones, apparently you're the Patriots are shopping for, I think and the news reports are the Patriots are indeed shopping Mac Jones. Or that's at least a rumor. Apparently he did something behind Belichick's back. Who knows the real story and everything? It looks like that is starting to come to an end. And uh, I, I could, I would tell you that I'm not the least bit surprised. And I think the faint people thought that he was maybe the number third overall pick to the Fortnite's. I mean, they still have to trade Lance at least match on to that. We've seen the field pretty much and everything. Instead, besides one game, so that's yeah. the better pick as of right now. Oh, it's but, a much better pick. Much better pick. Trey, Trey Lance is a disappointment. Matt Jones reminds me a lot like Mac Leonard. He just seems like a spoiled brat. Didn't play, t- but you know, Matt Jones at least played. You know, he got them to the playoffs. He got destroyed in that playoff game, but he led them to the playoffs at least. So, hey, you know, can't really say you can't really say that many bad things about him. At least you know he had one successful season. I mean, this year was just a complete shit show for him. But you know, and then of course, uh, you know, so that you have that and everything. Uh, you have apparently the Hornets are trying to swoop in for Aaron Rodgers. I don't know how. I think that's all. I think that's a lot of smoke. Yeah, I don't. See, I don't see Kyle Shanahan making that move. You know, a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is going to want to be his own guy, and I just don't know if that's going to be a good combination. I don't know. It seems like it'll clash a little bit. I don't think the Packers want to trade him to the 49ers. Why would they? Yeah, it's. <laughs> Make make a make a division right or make a, a conference rival that you play kind of often. <laughs> make make them into a Super Bowl content like a legit Super Bowl contender because you have an actual quarterback. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. It, it doesn't. It it just doesn't make sense. I mean that that's how that's when you know we're in this really slow part of the off season now and everything. There's not really a lot of draft news. It looks it seems like right now and everything slow. So it's mm-hmm. just a. It's we're kind of in a we're kind of in a bind here and everything until we get to of course uh, that um, until we get closer to draft day and everything. That's when all the uh, the so called. Uh, Rumors start to really fly and everything, but you don't know what to believe anymore. I mean, these, the media people can get their quick bait, uh, their clicks and everything like that too. Right. Yeah, I'm starting to see Jalen Carter hop back onto more mock drafts. Uh, for a little bit, he had kind of disappeared off of them just because of the whole situation, you know. So I don't know if there's any new developments in that, but I've seen him. He's he's really popping up on more and more. Oh yeah, exactly. So yeah, it should it should be. I I have seen that too, and everything. And I think the longer that that I think the quicker that all happens, and everything, the better it will be for Jalen Carter, guilty or not, and everything. And he might he might not be guilty. Who knows? I mean, there's there's so many things out there you don't know who to believe anymore, and everything. You know, I'm not saying that he is. I'm not saying that he isn't. But you just be very careful of what you're looking at, of course, and everything. Right. So we do. Uh, so we start today slowing and everything. With uh, so today is AFC, AFC and NFC, it's the East Week. It's the East Coast Bias Week, as the rest of the country always like to proclaim. Sorry, but the me- the media market's just that much bigger here on the East Coast and everything. So it's, and plus we're also going in compass direction, northeast. Next week will be the south. Finally, will be the west. 
and I figured the final week will be the West because, you know, everyone, you know, that's the sole quote best divisions in football right now. But, you know, these two divisions are actually really strong with the AFC East. Especially the AFC East looks like it's going to be a monster division this year. And then you have the AFC East, which I think I think will – I think everyone can agree was the most surprising division uh, of the uh, – of the seasons last year and everything, you know, despite their easier schedule, but, you know, they, you know, they, um, both of these, uh, divi- both of these divisions popped up two or more playoff teams from each of them and everything. So that does, that says a lot. Yeah. I mean, earlier last year at this time, we were talking about the NFC East and how much of a shit show bitch conference it is, or I'm sorry, bitch division it is. But, yeah, I mean, you had the commanders who were within a game of making a playoff appearance. The Eagles, of course, going to the Super Bowl. Dallas being overrated but still making it. And the Giants being a huge improved team. So, yeah, they, they really surprised me this year. Oh, absolutely. And then you had the, and then you had the ASC. And then, of course, you have the ASC East. Uh, you have the Jets that had a really nice run um, and up till – Really, to set the uh, final third of the season, really the final third, final quarter of the season, um, and then you also had, you know, the Patriots are always going to be right there in the in the heart of in, in the heart of things and everything. You of course have uh, the Buffalo Bills who were Super Bowl favorites uh, coming into the year until they got in, they just got too injured, and then you had the Dolphins who, um, I think a lot, of, you know, say surprised a lot of teams, but there's a lot of firepower. There is going to be a lot of firepower there. And I gave the Bills a hell of a run for their money in that playoff game, despite being down um, without, uh, you know, being down a quarterback and everything. But tonight's song, we're going to start off. Tonight's song, we're going to start off with, um, you know, because we don't alphabetical order here for our team by teams here. And we're going to take a, a few minutes of each team and everything. So we have eight teams to go through and everything. We start with last year's, which could have been the number one seed if it weren't for the Demar Hamlin, which definitely hurt them and everything. But you have the 13-3 Buffalo Bills, um, who were the Super Bowl favorites last year. And they just collapsed in the last part of the year. And they uh, they didn't really look like the best team uh, in the playoffs at all and everything. Um, they... Looking at them and everything, they have um, they had some team needs uh, that, uh, that 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 are going to be addressed and everything. They did have some nice um, free, they did resign Jordan Boyer, which they had to. Yeah, I know he's thirty two years old, but you you know they had to and everything. They do lose Tremaine Edwards to the Bears, um, and that's going to be a he, you know up until last up until last year he was seen as a first round bust. Uh, they resigned Quasimiro on the offensive tackle. They lose Devin Simeon credit to your uh, Houston Texans. So, I mean, they're, they're retaining some pieces, um, here and everything. I thought they would be going with a bigger splash in the free agency. I have to admit, I thought they were going to go with a bigger splash in all honesty. Yeah. They, last year, I mean, they got the Von Miller trade happening, but they didn't really do that much. They didn't really do that much. I know, I don't know what their draft capital situation looks like. I know they're late because of course they were a playoff team. So, they have some pieces, but you are going to have to replace Singletary. You are going to have to add another pass catcher, and you are going to have to have some help on the defensive line and offensive line. So yeah, they're, they're picking twenty. They're picking twenty seventh and everything. They did the major free uh, after, uh, free agent acquisition. They got 
was Taylor Rapp from the Rams, and he's a 25 year old safety who that should and that that Buffalo Bills secondary was 13 as that half of the year, especially when they lost Micah Hyde, they lost them obviously Demar Hamlin and everything. That secondary was just not the same entering postseason time and everything. And now you know. Now they have more depth, and now they can go back to the number one defense with a healthy Von Miller eventually and everything. Um, to me, they need a couple more pieces. You know, they have to me they need you know they need they need two guards, but they signed Connor McGovern and Dave Edwards, not great players, but decent players and everything. Why they would go more at the receiver? Because it seems like uh, the Stephon Diggs why out of Buffalo. Uh, which I mean, he's just a D, but to begin with, and everything, Dave right. Davis is just too inconsistent. I think they need a. I personally, I think they need a slot guy. I think that's going to be one of their positions where they're going to try get a guy in the second round or third round here. Um, safety was their top, safety was their top thing, and they did it. But now they're gonna, they have a big hole at linebacker right now. They Huge. Had, but they they signed Damian they signed Damian Harris away from the Patriots as well. So he, he replaces Devin Singletary, who was losing snaps to James Cook anywhere, and they probably need a couple of cor- they probably need a corner or two as well. But to me, just to me, they are a team that needs to go all out and win now and everything. They're a team to me. I have them trading up right now in this draft. I think, especially if there's a player there, go up a few, go up ten spots, jump, jump a few of your, you know, get the guy ahead of the Bengals, ahead of the Chiefs. Ahead of, ahead of your divisional opponents and try to get your dot. You are in a in, now win, win now situation, especially with that cap coming for you very shortly and everything. Go out and go win one. Yeah, the, the windows, like you said, it's closing and closing. You have all these guys with pretty big contracts, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, of course, being two of the biggest ones. Uh, it wouldn't hurt them to add another pass catcher this year, like last year, has a lot of good receivers. I think they can go for, and that'll still be there in the late first round. There's also good play on the offensive line in this year's draft, and I think they're going to need a little more help with that. Uh, Josh Allen got hit a little bit too much last year for my liking, and I think that's kind of what resulted in the um, kind of the well, – how do I put it, this? Like it, it, The, the, the downgrade was play. He didn't look like the same player in the second half. He didn't. He looked banged up. He looked slower. He looked sluggish. He looked like his attitude completely changed. Um, and then on the defensive line, whenever Vaughn Miller got hurt, their pass rush was never the same. So it wouldn't no, hurt. It, it wouldn't hurt to add. I mean, Georgia has a ton of them. The SEC has a ton of these defensive linemen that could add value to you if you wanted to trade up to get them or wait in the first round and get them at another one in the second or third round, maybe. There's plenty. There's plenty of defensive line talent. Because if one guy goes down, like the Cardinals, JJ Watt went down, and they had no answer on the defensive line. No answer. So you can't do that. That doesn't. That means you don't have a good defense. That means you have a defense that's carried by one guy, and the rest of them are just a bunch of schmucks. Yeah, this is a team to me that just needs to make a move here and everything. You know, there's so much talent here. They only have eight million in cap space left this this offseason already and everything. Their average age is twenty seven. So this is actually a fairly older team compared to the rest of the league here and everything. So you gotta keep that in you gotta keep that in mind. This window their window is closing, especially when that Josh Allen contract, you know, now is starting to see the ramifications and everything. I mean, they have there's pieces there to like. There is. 
but they that they have to perform. They just have not done that in our opinion. They've done so in the regular season. It's a it, postseason. That's why I will not say that Josh Allen's the best quarterback in the league. I just repeat, or, or even a top three quarterback right now. The guy just has not performed in in, in touchdown. He's performed in touchdown, but he's you know they don't win. They don't win. That great defense that's supposed to have has not performed. Yeah, I cut him some slack because he had the dominant game against the Patriots. I mean, really, really, really kind of showed us that the Bills aren't exactly the younger brother of that division anymore. No. And he had that great game against Kansas City, which I don't blame him for that. No, I can't blame uh, him. Yeah, I mean, the defense just completely disappeared. Hence why they got Vaughn Miller. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, after seeing him this year – I have to be fair because I had the same criticism on Kyler Murray. You showed up to the playoffs looking beat up. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. Now. Yeah, so it's like, and and why? You know, what is what is going on here? You show up looking like a whipped dog, and just having a bad attitude with the press. Like, oh, I'm I'm not really worried about it. And they're like, well, you probably should be. And you're like, okay. So he he just wasn't the same Josh Allen this year. No, he definitely wasn't everything. Perfect. So we're going to move on now to the team that they uh, beat in the wild card round, which is the Miami Dolphins. They were 9-8 last year here. Uh, they really had a pretty solid season for them and everything. They're, Miami is uh, actually not going to have a first-round pick this year because it's forfeited uh, because of the uh, because of uh, Ross's situation here. The, the they had, they do forfeit a first round pick whether you like it or not. It's just starting to be the NFL in today's stage. Miami does have I'm just reading their numbers. They just have five million left on their caps. So they're gonna have to do I mean they have very limited room after free agency here and everything. Um with them with them here, well, I mean, one of the reasons why is they just uh they might have the best one two punch at corner in the league now with uh, their biggest move wasn't even a free agent. It was straight for Jalen Ramsey. So now they right. get not only Xavier, so Jalen Ramsey, who could be the one corner. I mean, he can only play one side. That's the only knock on him and everything. He's an excellent shutdown quarter. But you have Xavier Howard. To me, he's a top three corner in the league. I don't care what anyone says. He's excellent. The guy is excellent. Oh, yeah. Xavier Howard is phenomenal. He, but he is staying whole, older and everything. And. You know they do they they re, they sign a few, their top free agencies their, their top free agents if you want to call them top is Sean Deshaun Elliott from the Lions who's a decent safety and everything he does get injured a lot they have a long throw, uh, linebacker from the Titans who's up and down and then they did sign Mike fucking White from the Jets um, who hey he might be um, you know there's there there's a different type of quarterback uh, quarterback. Um, in that system and everything, but I don't think it's going to be the worst thing for him. They did re-sign a bunch of their guys, Trey Flowers, Jeff Wilson Jr., Raheem Mostert, Melvin Ingram. I mean, they're trying to become the 49ers of the South. They do lose Mike Desecchi. They do lose their they do lose, they do lose their punter. Yes, I, I'm considering the punter to be a loss and everything. To me, what do you see the Dolphins needing ears phone at um, for their holes looking for in, in the draft here? Well, I said that in the, they won't really address this first one in the draft, but I do think they need a stable backup quarterback position after everything that happened with Tua last year. A little bit of an issue there. Uh, 
I don't I I don't think adding a running back late would hurt. I think adding some help at linebacker would be pretty good. Replacing a punter of that caliber in the draft is not a bad idea either. There are some good ones coming out, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sounds silly to say, but look, you notice them when they're gone. You notice a good punter whenever they leave. It's like, oh, wow, man, we really don't flip the field like we used to. So I think that would be a pretty good thing to have. And just adding some depth to the defensive line. I mean, their defensive line wasn't all that great last year, especially down the stretch. And you're going to be playing the Bills. Bills are tough. The Jets are probably going to be tougher. The Patriots are the Patriots. They're probably going to have a better quarterback situation. Whether they trade for Lamar, move up and draft somebody, roll with Bailey Zappi, I think all those options are better than Mac Jones. So you're going to have to figure something out there. So I would say defensive line help would be good, adding some adding some depth at the running back position and just, uh, yeah, adding some depth at linebacker wouldn't hurt or a suitable middle linebacker, as boring as that is. Well, so to me, they have to me they have a few uh, needs here and everything for them to fulfill. I mean, just look at uh, to me. Um, I think a important position for them is going to be uh, guard. I think they need to protect that offensive line. Uh, look how bad Tua, you know, he couldn't get any pass protection or anything. Now you're going to have to protect. You know, if Tua gets some time in the pocket, I mean, he he can be a top top ten passer in this week, no question. And and they had they had really bad running back play this year for the most part and everything. Uh, to me, that you know, getting some interior help is going to help them. Then you also have you know, like I said, defensive tackles. Uh, their their pass rush and their run defense was not very good last year and everything. It'll help create them from the outside. They have Bradley. They traded they <laughs> traded for Bradley Chubb. They paid a decent premium for him and everything. Just use them. For heaven's sakes, and everything. I mean, they signed Bratz and Barrios at receiver, but I mean, they need a third receiver. You know, especially now with the rumor of Tyree Hill retiring in 2025, you're only going to have two more years of him. You might opt out early to retire. That came out today, and everything. So, I mean, there's some questions with the Dolphins here, and everything. They have some nice pieces, but this is not a team, in my opinion, that's going to win now, right now. They're just too many holes still. Yeah, I think they're a good team. I don't think they're a great team. They surprised me last year. I think they'll be good again, but I just I'm with you. I don't think they're ready to make that next push. They don't have the roster for it. And considering last year how they started out so hot on the year and then really cooled off. Just really cooled off. The run game got worse, the defense got worse, Tua got worse. It seemed like okay, if they don't hit Tyreek Hill for at least one big fifty yarder down the field they're not going to open anything else up. And that's my knock on Terry Kill. He, he does disappear sometimes in big games. He, dis- he disappears saying, in big games, and he disappears after he has a heavy workload. Yes, he definitely, he definitely does. And, I think now the one, the one di- I, and Jalen Waddle, to me, has to be more consistent. And, getting, you know, to me, he needs to know a little bit more separation. He just didn't get that last year here and everything. We go to the next team on the list. This team does have – a higher draft. Uh, this team has a fairly high draft pick compared because we're so used to them picking never or even later in the draft. It's going to be the New England Patriots. 
team that just finished outside the playoffs that are going to be picking 14th in this draft and everything, which is going to be the second highest, of course, in this uh, draft of the AFC East teams. And uh, this is a team that does have 11 million left on the cap, so they have plenty of room here and everything. And uh, they went 8-9 and nine last year. They played a very – I mean, they had a very solid defense. They continued to have that defense again next year. To me, it's about offensive play um, for them entering this draft and everything. They do sign Juju Schuster. I don't know if that's going to be a really good fit for him, but you know he's still young. He could, ha- you know, he could emerge as a number one weapon. Um, you get Mike Giuseppe from the Dolphins, and then guy had two consecutive 700-yard seasons, which isn't a bad. Uh, it, I don't think it's a bad sign for him. They still, um, they do lose Devin McCourty to retirement. They re-sign a few of their they sign a few of their Patriot guys and as I win Jonathan Jones, they do lose to Toby Myers, who ironically went to the Laters because he gave him a victory or anything, which I find really funny. To me, they the Patriots need receivers. Big time. Yeah, outside of Julius Sister, who do they have? They really don't have anybody now and everything, so they that's definitely a position for need for them. To me, I think their offensive line is just dog shit. I mean, that's why you really can't play a lot of match jumps. And to me, I think they need. I think their uh, interior uh, defense is not very good in linebacker play and defensive tackle. Yeah, it's weird how this year at the defensive tackle and linebacker position on defense, they didn't seem quite as strong. They have no skill positions on offense. I'm deeply concerned. They have um, – what's that tight end's name? Uh, Hunter Henry. I think he's solid. As far as Juju Smith-Schuster, I don't think – like at this point, after seeing him play, I've seen enough. He doesn't add that much. He really doesn't. Like he's better than what they have, but they don't have anybody. So I think they're going to have to address the wide receiver position, it, preferably in the first or second round. Bill Belichick usually doesn't do that. They really got away from these, you know, these uh, these types of receivers that I like to call them money ball receivers, if that makes any sense. These guys that he can use to move the chains. You don't have to score a lot of touchdowns. You don't even have to have a thousand yards, but you need to help me move the chains. Julian Edelman caught so many first downs. About seventy-five percent of his passes in his three pro, in his two Pro Bowl years were for first downs, and that's the same with Hogan. And that was the same with – what was that guy's name? Amendola. Amendola, yeah. It's like, can you get the first down? Can you help me move the chains? They don't have anyone that does that. They had a lot of guys that tried to be a big play a big play, you know, guy and just didn't happen. They have a solid run game like they always do. But there was just not really a lot to work with. So they need a ton of receiver help. I think they need to add they – they definitely need to add another running back. I think adding another tight end would help um, – that kid out of Georgia isn't out in this year's draft, but look for him next year for the Patriots. Bill Belichick really likes elite tight end play, so, I mean, that could really help Mac Jones. Because right now, I'm with you. He made some mistakes, but there was just not really a lot to work with. Not not like he did his rookie year. Apparently, it's a apparently it's a locker room issue from what they're, here, that they're talking about here and everything. You never know with these things. What I saw is this. They drafted a fourth-round quarterback out of Western Kentucky, and when given the chance, he played better than Mac Jones did all year. 
That's that's what I saw. No, absolutely. No, absolutely. I mean, to me, yeah. I mean, and to me, you know, that's. I mean, there's gonna be a quarterback. There could be a quarterback controversy. We don't know. I mean, what seems there might be a rule controversy uh, because we don't know what the hell they're gonna be doing is the New York Jets. I mean, they did move Mike fucking White, so that's definitely a quarterback controversy. Did Didn't Joe Flacco him? retire? Uh, did Joe Flacco? Did Joe Flacco retire? No, he's still unsigned or anything. I mean, he might as well. I mean, he's thirty-eight years old. You might as well consider him uh, retired. And you might as well consider him retired or anything. Uh, the Jets, uh, they do sign. They stole Morstead with the punter and everything. They sued. They did uh, take Wizard, even though I think they overpaid him four years. Way overpaid. Him. Way overpaid. They did get Mich- uh, Michael Hardman from the Chiefs. I think he can do um, okay and everything. I mean, he's just 25 years old, which is okay for him and everything. This is a team that still ha- – I mean, they, they played re- – they got out to a bad, great midseason. Like, really, really nice starts. Really, really nice middle thirds of the season. And ever since that awful Patriot loss with the punt at the end of the day, the walk-off punt, they fell apart. They really did fall apart. And I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna take a big hot take here and everything. To me, it wasn't Zach Wilson's fault. This is a, a when he lost a Rosevier Tucker to injury, and Macaulay Betson, God knows when he ever when he's see the field. That offensive line is pretty bad. Definitely bottom five in the league, and everything. I mean, they were awful. What can you do? This was a team that that was gravy. They won over five games. That was gravy for them. They had no expectations at all in their opinion. Now, you know, there's a lot of talent that's there in their opinion. I just don't understand why they're trying to trade all, you know, I understand because the, the, the Jets are desperate. They haven't had a good quarterback in years. But protect Zach Wilson in their assets, you don't know. He's shown some flashes. You know, last year, you know, it just wasn't there in everything. But the guy's not healthy because there's no protection. Yeah, I've been openly critical of him, but of course, I I do try to give him the benefit of the doubt sometimes. The lack of protection is bad. Adding Adam Lazard is not going to really change much in the passing game. I don't, and that's nothing against Adam Lazard. I think he's a good, I think he's a solid number two, number three receiver, depending on which roster he's on. He'll get you 45 to 50 catches, but if he's catching 70, 75, there is a problem. There is a serious problem. He should not be catching that many balls. I'm sorry, but no matter who the quarterback is. And I think with Zach Wilson, the same thing with Justin Fields. Adding receivers does not change their vision. It does not change their quarterback vision. And that's my biggest concern with him, besides his smaller frame and longevity. His quarterback vision just doesn't seem to be there. And I think when you add that in with a bad offensive line and no receivers, it looks like what we saw last year. But if you beef up the O-line a little bit and add a couple of the pass catchers, it doesn't have to be a wide receiver. You can find a lead tight end. You can find a good running back to take some of the load off of him. And you can find a, a speed back out of one of the big 12 schools or Pac-12 schools to catch 40 passes out of the backfield for him. That can cover up some of his weaknesses, but nothing is going to change the fact that he just does not have good QB vision. For a team, for a team that is trying, you know, the team that's still young and everything, 
they're, they did not address anything in the offseason. No. Or the free agency needs at all and everything. I mean, this team still has a few holds and everything. They need pass protection. They need quarterback, obviously, and everything. They need linebacker. They need linebacker. They need linebacker. They need, uh, they need, sec- they need safety help and everything. That's, you know, if they cover those, I think they'll be okay. But, I mean, they still have a lot of pieces here. This is not a team that should win a Super Bowl next year. I'm sorry. No, no, God, no, God, no. They need a lot of. They need a lot of help. They need a lot of help. But they, they did. They overexceeded my expectations of them. Yeah, you know, to, to me, they need to. To me, they need to get a. They definitely need to get a just practice protection. That's what they need. Yeah. I mean, it's the number one thing that to address. Whenever it becomes a problem, it's like, hey, we need to nip this in the bud right now. Let's 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 figure this out because no matter who's back there, you can't play from your back. You can't make a throw from your back. Now we go over to the NFC side and everything, and we're going to start with the team that you love to hate, which of course is your Dallas Cowboys, America's team. Yeah, America, a, America's team, my ass. They really did have a good season and everything. Um, 12 and 5, especially with uh, that press thought was in all that time and everything. I mean, that, that Cowboys team was really, they really had, they really had a really nice season. They just ran into a buzzsaw in San Francisco in the uh, divisional round and everything. I think they could, you know, who knows what would have happened and everything. This is a Cowboys team that did is facing a lot of uh, changes uh, in this offseason and everything. Uh, and we're going to talk about that here. Looking at their cap situation here, Sloan, they actually have $16 million left. So they actually have some space here, which is going to be nice for them entering in this offseason. Um, and our early, you know, you want to say it's a, play, a playoff that's it. at least they won a playoff team this past year. I mean, they beat a very overmatched uh, Buccaneer team that just, in my opinion, just did not deserve to be there in uh, everything. Uh, free agency signs, they really didn't do anything. I mean, Chuma Gunner from the Falcons, who's a not very good guard, and Ronald Jones, I mean, yeah, big deal from the, the running back. They did franchise college Tony power. They can't had to. Mm-hmm. It's just a nice try deal. Now, they did cut Ezekiel Elliott. But, I mean, he looked like a shell of, you know, he looked like a shell of his himself, but he actually played okay, just not for the money that he um, that he was expecting. They resigned Van Esch, They resigned Donovan Willis, and they do lose Dalton Schultz to your Texans. Yes. I think that's a good move for your Texans and everything. I do resign. Oh, so Rush. happy. So, I mean, there's some pieces that there's going to be, uh, you know, they finally get rid of that ZDO earlier contract. They had to. That's why they have so many tasks. That's why they have all this task space and everything. So, they re-signed Ronald Jones. I don't know if he's going to be the right fit for them and everything. Uh, they do trade uh, for Brandon Cooks, uh, though. I think that's a – they made a couple trades here. So, you got to keep in mind that do address some of their top needs. They trade for Brandon Cooks. I think they are in need for another receiver here, believe it or not. Uh, in our offensive team, I think they actually do need another receiver. Michael Gallup is just not reliable enough and everything. They really did miss Amari Cooper. I mean, CeeDee Lamb looks like he's a spectacle. I mean, he, there's no reason why he should have fell to Dallas uh, a few years ago. There was no reason why. And um, I do trade for Stephon Dillmore. It's, it's risky. 
because he's really old and everything, but I mean, the guy's still a good corner. Um, and, uh, you know, I think it's a decent move for them here. And to me, for Dallas uh, here, Song, well, you take over Dallas because, you know, that's your enemy here. You there? Yeah, who would you say? Who's, who would you say Dallas should go for in the draft here? Sorry, yeah, you kind of cut out. I heard the first little part of it. They need a lot of help at receiver. I mean, you have Ceedee Lamb and basically a bunch of guys. I don't think I don't think Noah Brown is a good answer. I don't think that. Um, what's the other guy's name? Do we say Gallup? Yeah, Michael Gallup. Yeah, Michael Gallup's still there. People talked about um, the punt returner as, oh, he's a Pro Bowl receiver. Well, I mean, he's a punt returner. Let's be real. Let's be real. So if I was Jerry Jones, I would probably do something crazy. I don't mind if they trade up. I wouldn't mind trading up. You're not going to get Quentin Johnston or Jackson Smith. You could get a solid guy like Jordan Addison. Or even a guy like Josh Downs, Zay Flowers, those guys are going to be there in the second round. Yeah, I can, and, I can, and they're graded I can fairly high. They're graded fairly high. Like if you look at it, hold on, let me pull something up. Okay, so if you, I don't know if you ever looked at NFL Draft Buzz, but who do you think number one is for the receivers? Well, it's Ohio State receiver right now. I mean, it should be Quentin Johnson. So it is Quentin Johnson. He's at 89.5. Jackson Smith is at 89.4. Now, where do you think Zay Flowers is? You said you said 85.4 or 89.4? 89.4. 89. I'm going to say 85.7. So Zay Flowers is at 87.1 now. Okay. And he's completely flown under the radar because where did he go to school, Patrick? Your Houston Cougars? No, he went to Boston College. Oh, and a terrible, and yeah, not a very good. That, that team has never been offensively talented. Well, the big thing is they're an ACC team that runs the ball 68% of the time. Yep. And the fact that he was able to put up the numbers he did, he has a very good catch radius, and he's fallen under the radar because, like I said, he went to Boston College. So you can get guys like that in the second round, like late second round, that a lot of these guys haven't even been paying attention to, and a lot of these teams just don't seem to want. So a guy like him, Jordan Addison is going to be a first-round guy. If they're interested in him, they're going to have to use their picks, maybe trade up. There's a little bit of a fall-off. If you're looking for some value guys – you can get A.T. Perry from Wake Forest. Uh, Rasheed Rice out of SMU was pretty solid. And there's a bunch of late-round guys. It's Unless you're a fan of Kayshawn Booty. Because his name, get it, because his last name's Booty. Booty. Yeah, but, but i got to give some love to my under-the-radar receiver in this year's draft, and it's Andre Losivas out of Princeton. He's, he's, he's right on board selling everything. So he should. He, he had a phenomenal combine. I'm serious, man. I'm not even joking. I, I think he's come up. He's come up on a couple boards. I'm not saying he's a first-round guy. I'm not saying he's a future Hall of Famer, but there's something there. To me, Dallas, in my opinion, he said, there's a couple of needs for them. 
Oh, and I can see here and everything. To me, I think they, I think they losing off. They, to me, need some. They need our. To me, there's a couple areas of need for them. To me, tight end, um, because they just lost Dalton Schultz. I think that's a pretty obvious statement here. Uh, I think, I mean, he looked how valuable he was and everything. I mean, he was, he was that cross-top security bringer as a uh, CD Lamb. Don't deny it. It's true. Um, receive, I do think receiver, um, maybe in our deep threat guy outside of Gallup and CD, right? I think Gallup and CD Lamb get more, a guy who can stretch the field a little bit more to help those guys out. A defensive tackle to me, um, defensive line is definitely a weakness for them. Um, corner and just second overall secondary help um, because they've always been struggling there. And uh, finally, I gotta say, uh, they won't, they won't, uh, they won't draft one, but uh, kicker. Because it's Brett Mark kicking and he was terrible. He was absolutely terrible in the playoffs. So you're saying Dallas needed help at tight end? Tight end. Uh, they need help at tight end. They need help at receiver. The guy who can help stretch the field. Defensive tackle. Secondary, especially in a cornerback position. I know they just Travers, Devon Dillmore. They just need a younger person because yeah, he's not going to be there very long. No. To me, I think to me, I think they need a power back. Um, at running back, I think that's going to help. That's going to assist with Tony Power, a guy who can really get into the end zone. To me, that's they're not a physical team at all. And, of course, no. um, tight end to replace Dalton Schultz. And Brett Maher, uh got to replace that tight He sucks. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, tell us how you really feel, man. Dang. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, high on, I'm high on Dallas. I, I think Dallas has a solid – I think they have a solid team. I really do. I think so, too. I think so, too. You know who has, I, you know who has a good power back name? That I really want Dallas to get because I'm with you on the power back. They gotta add. They gotta add a little bit to the. Um, they gotta add a little bit to the backfield. Yeah. You can get a guy named Tank Bigsby, running back out of Auburn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he is. <laughs> hey, man, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Um, he didn't do some of the drills at the combine, but all of it. Like, look, look at some of look at some of his uh, credentials. He's bad. He's not a receiving back. He's horrible at pass blocking. He's horrible at run blocking because that's not his job, of course. But he's great at overall just like rushing ability. His break tackles. Look, go back. If you get the chance, watch his ears at Auburn. He broke a lot of tackles. And it's worth watching some highlights on. And some of them are bananas. Just flat out bananas, and of course he's an SEC back who is not really in a crowded backfield, so he did get kind of a lot of use. But you can get a guy like that, a running back who's not really in some draft boards considered a top ten back. You can get that guy in the third round, even later. Absolutely, right now on everything. I think um, so. Let's move on now uh, to get, since we do have three more teams to go here. We're going to start with the surprise in the New York Giants. Uh, team that went 9-7-1 last year. Nobody expected them to make the playoffs. They upset the Vikings, but just got destroyed by the by the Eagles, who were just a far better team. Uh, to me, uh, so they 
done a couple things this offseason or anything. Um, you know, nothing really, really crazy. But these are kind of under the radar moves. I mean, they they franchise part. They re-signed Daniel Jones to a four-year, one-year, one hundred sixty million dollar deal. I th- they I think they had I think they had to, especially after uh, the year that he had, where he just he really didn't turn the ball over. I mean, he played the. I mean, his receiving core was jack shit. His offensive line still isn't the best, but I mean, it's that it's definitely improving and everything. There's some nice signs for Daniel Jones right now that can that contract could be really good for the Giants here and everything. And then they had they had to franchise Saquon right afterwards. I know it's an expensive one for them and everything. They had to uh, just because of how much he does for them and everything. They don't really lose a lot. Um, they re-signed a bunch of guys. They, I mean, other. They, I mean, if you consider John Feliciano their center guard and Julian Love, I don't think those are really bad departures for them or anything. No, no, I personally don't either. I mean, they were from that old guard of just horrible draft picks and signings that went on for a few years. Me and you, I think, have had a similar opinion. I, I don't put it all on Daniel Jones. I really don't. I think that whenever you give a guy a bad offensive line, a banged-up running backs, which essentially gives you no run game because he's always hurt, no tight end to lean on, no receivers to lean on, and a bad defense to go along with all of it so that they don't bail you out, and, of course, unstable coaching. I don't know what they expected out of Daniel Jones in his first few years. I really don't. No, I don't know. I don't I don't really know either. You gave the – sorry, I didn't mean – sorry. There, there's a little bit of a delay, so I, I don't mean to keep cutting you off, but – I was gonna the say, media, the media gave him a bad. I mean, it's the New York media. Of course, you know, they're they're giving him a bad rep in our family. He really played all that he could in our fan. You know, he, the guy, the Giants had a phenomenal season given expectations last year. Yeah, I mean, for years you gave a sixteen-year-old new driver a Ford Pinto, and you're like, I don't understand why you keep breaking down. What else? Do, what, what do they expect? No, you're absolutely no, you're absolutely correct about that and everything. So, it to me, it's you know, you know, their their biggest reason signing was Bobby Akerke from the Colts. Not you know, he had a solid season for them. So, he did sign for four years, forty mil. That could be an overpay. We'll have to see here. Um, for the Giants here, I mean, they their big need is of course is receiver. They do sign Paris Campbell and Jamison Crowder. To me, they need a really top guy. This is a team that should draft a um, receiver and everything. They do need an air linebacker. They need um, probably another edge rusher and everything to go across Tavon Thibodeau. That should be really nice for them. And then, of course, you have maybe another uh, compliment to say Don back. Barkley in the backfield. Mm-hmm. This is a team that's staying built pretty nicely so far by this new administration. They're picking 25th, however, which is going to hurt them. Yeah, 25th for a team that overperformed. That can be a little difficult um, with you on adding some uh, pass rushing help. I think adding a good left guard to help out um, Evan Neal would be pretty good. He had some struggles last year. And, I mean, you kind of expect that of rookie left tackles, but I, I expect a lot from him this year, but he's going to need some help on that left side. I, rem- he- I remember the big thing about the Giants next year, next year and everything. They only have $3 million in the cap room left. That is a problem. You, like, with this, with this day and age, you can't sign anybody who's worth a damn for $3 million. There's backup quarterbacks making twice that. So exactly. who, who are you going to get? 
yeah, it really, you know, it's just going to be a draft pick. I mean, that's going to be it for them and everything. Now we go on to the NFC champion, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, um, team that just had a phenomenal season. They looked like they were just completely steamrolling everybody. They had a nice lead in the Super Bowl, and they uh, they didn't win. Um, wasn't really, you know, you should say a lot of things about them and everything. And they just didn't pull through and everything. They might have had the best roster in the NFL last year, arguably top to bottom. Um, yeah, Jalen Hurts, who had an MVP caliber season. Um, this team really, um, they signed, they had a bunch of free agents entering this year. They re-signed a bunch. They do re-sign a bunch of guys, including Darius Slay, who looked like he was about to leave, but then he came back. He said they do sign him uh, to an extension. They do lose a you guys um to free agency miles sander J- uh javen hardgrave johnson Gardner johnson's probably one of the bigger hits of that team uh samolo uh to the steelers definitely hurt uh is gonna hurt the eagles there and everything tj edwards um going to the bears um that definitely hurt them on um, for the line or anything but you have justin jason kelsey coming back you have James Bradbury um, on a free year deal. I'm not sure how that's going to turn out because he's 30 years old. Brandon Graham coming back for another. A lot of these are one-year deals. So they're going to try it again with Philly. I mean, they should be right back up there uh, this year. They also pre-agency signs. They resigned Rashad Penny to replace Miles Sanders. The guy was averaging 6.1 guards at Harry last year. They signed Terrell Edmonds in the, safe, in the secondary. Uh, and then they, they uh, got Mark Marcus Perry Mario to re- replace uh, the Mississippi Mustache and Garner Minshew. No. <laughs> Poor Garner Minshew. I, I think the Marcus Mariota signing was pretty good. I kind of expect him to do some stuff that they had him do in Las Vegas. You can't run Jalen Hurts that much. You can't keep doing it. So some of those short yardage plays, it helps to have a guy like Mariota come in who's at this point in his career, pretty disposable. And that, that, I know that sounds mean, but that's that's just what he is. He's a mobile quarterback, kind of a bigger guy who can move the chains when you need him to, He's but can't hit the broadside of a barn anymore. He's disposable. I'm sorry. I think that was a good pick. Losing Miles Sanders, they – for a big chunk of the, for a big chunk of the time he was there, they didn't seem to really know what to do with him. Correct. In his last year, he finally has a breakout season. They're like, okay, you can carry the ball 260 times. That's fine. Uh, have fun. <laughs> like, see you later. We'll we'll get somebody else, or we'll resign somebody else. So I think they'll add some offensive line help and running back help. I think they'll also add another receiver as well. This is a team that still has twenty million cap space left. I mean, they're going to need it with Jalen Hurts. They're going to try to resign him and everything. I don't know how that's. I really don't know how that's going to turn out and everything. This is a team that I think needs um, team that could trade up. In, there's a there's a couple of interesting. They're an older. T- they're definitely, in my opinion, they're definitely a somewhat. So they, you know, they're a team that is you know right in the middle of the pack with age and everything. So not really terrible, but they're some of their contracts are. Pretty short, especially a lot of these one-year deals. So this is a team that it doesn't look like they're staying any younger pretty soon or anything. So th- and they already have a lot of guys already signed. So that's going to be one of the issues with the Eagles and everything. Um, to me, they're going to need another defensive lineman. 
um, just because depth is everything. They lost Robert, you know, Robert, you know, Robert Quinn has, still has. Um, they don't know what to do, what's what's happening. He he did re- he is still out there and everything, but he is a dirty free and everything. You do, of course. Um, to me, they need another um, linebacker. Um, that's definitely a bit of a weakness entering this uh, season. Probably another corner would definitely help because uh, James Bradbury is going to be older later on and everything. Receivers, I think they're going to need. And I think they're going to need uh, another dart offensive lineman. Other than that, this seems pretty set for next year. Yeah, I expect them to be pretty good again. I don't think they'll go to another Super Bowl, but I do expect them to be a pretty good team. Yeah, I, 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 I think they're I think they're going to be pretty solid next year. Unfortunately, here and everything, and then finally we get to the former no names, the Commanders here and everything, and they very interesting off season that they they've had and everything, the former Redskins and everything. It's a team that does have, uh, just looking on the chart here, they only have $3 million in cap room. Second, uh, second, uh, the third fewest uh, amongst the NFL. They do have, uh, they're picking number 16 in this draft here and everything. So a couple of things to look at. They finished 8-1. They faltered down the stretch. They lost our final two games to the Browns and the Giants, which definitely really hurt them and everything. They do lose uh, Carson Wentz, of course. They moved on from him. Don't think that's a bad option for them, of course, just moving on from uh, from Pennsylvania. Um, but this is a team uh, they re-signed to replace uh, Carson Wentz. They, they get Jacoby Brissett, which means that this is going to be a transition team and everything. They got uh, Andrew Wiley from the Chiefs, Cody Barton, from the Seahawks, nothing major there for offensive lineman and uh, linebacker. They do sign, re-sign uh, Deron Payne. Um, I think he got a pretty good deal, if I'm not mistaken. It was Taylor Heineke, um, but, you know, he's, he's 30 now and everything. Team has a lot of – to me, this team has holes. Yeah, they have a lot of problems. They have a lot of problems, one of them being, like, for the last few years, the quarterback situation. Uh, Taylor Heineke, as fun as it was, he was never the option. He, he was never the – he was never going to be the guy. Carson Wentz was an experiment, kind of a – kind of a last chance for him. But you, you would think he would kind of rise to the occasion or at least show that he wanted to be there. But, again, he's not a good locker room guy. His abilities have dwindled because of injuries – and this was just another, I don't know, I don't know. He was a, he was another one-year wonder. He, was, he had that one year where he looked like an MVP candidate. I haven't been impressed with him since, and I wasn't impressed with him before then. So he's done there. They need help at quarterback. They need another receiver. They need help on the offensive line. Their defense is solid. I think their defense it, is it, fine. Uh, outside their, pat, their secondary is Trash. Their secondary is not very good at all. They need cor- They really need corner. They can get a decent corner in this draft and everything. Uh, tight end is a big weakness for them right now. And they, yeah, they have nobody at tight end. Yeah, nobody at tight end. And um, but if let's say if a guy like Will Levis follows them, um, or do they make the move to get Will Levis? Do they make the room to get Anthony Richardson? I mean, this is a team that can be aggressive right now. Um, Where I mean, are they? Fourteen. They are going to be picking 16. 
Okay. They're gonna have to go, you know, to go to if they really love a guy, if they love if they love a few guys, they're probably gonna have to jump Vegas and Atlanta. Yeah, and I mean, with what with what and, Atlanta's wanting to do, they might be on the Anthony Richardson hype train. Yeah, or they or they trade, you know, they can consider a trade with, you know, you know, with Philly, um, or Chicago, even Chicago, if they want to continue to move down and anything. I don't think they will and anything. But I mean, to me, this might not be the draft for. To me, the to me the Commanders to me are in a decent. I mean, this team has some talent. They really do and anything, uh, but they haven't really executed or anything, um. Uh, because I think they have some guys at receiver. I really do. I think they have, you know, their defense, their pass rush is excellent. Some of the best in the league and everything. And, you know, I think, um, I don't know what they're going to, you know, this is a team that is, that just needs to make a move. Because um, I think it's going to be their time to shine in a couple of years. I think this team is young. But who knows what's going to happen? I have no idea. I don't know if Ron Rivera is going to be there for it either. Yeah, man, I, I, I don't. I, yeah, I know you're never high on Ron Rivera. There's, he's um. There are some qualities about him that I respect, but there are some other things where I'm like, what, what the hell are you doing? What year do you think this is? I think him holding on to Cam Newton for too long was a bad idea. I think making the Panthers offense so college and more of what they did at um, at Auburn was good for a year. It was not going to hold up in the NFL for any longer than that. That's why Cam Newton had one good year in 2015. And I just – I don't think he really plans ahead. He goes back and forth on decisions, and it's it just – to me, that's not someone I would want to play for. And at the same time, he's kind of an asshole. So it's like, look, if you're good at your job – and you get results, and you're an asshole, that's fine. I've worked for a lot of assholes that were good bosses that were good at what they did. And I just don't think Ron Rivera would be one of those guys in, in, all, no. in all respect to him and in all honesty. Am I, was I one of those assholes? I just want to say. No. It for me. <laughs> no. God, no. And being an asshole isn't a bad thing. I've had bosses that were – it's like, oh, man, he's kind of an asshole, but I liked him. <laughs> like um, – like I'll tell you uh, right now, I'd rather be an asshole than be a dick. Uh, yeah, it's like, oh, you ass- asshole is kind of like, oh yeah, you know, there's you, there's like friendly a- banter there. It's like that guy's a dick. It's like, whoa, shit. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, when you call somebody a dick, that's too bad. Yeah, it's it's like you can you can giggle and be like, oh, you're an asshole, but if you're like, hey man, you're a dick, that's like, whoa, whoa, hey, whoa, where did this come from? That's how you know it's like someone doesn't like you. <laughs> but but no, I've I've worked for I've worked for plenty of assholes and I've worked for I've worked for a couple dicks in particular. So I uh, see. So, so looking at the calendar here looking at the calendar here, so we're going so we're going to so we are now officially um three weeks from tonight is gonna to be the first round of the NFL draft. Uh so next week me and you are gonna be doing the South. Uh Division, the Southern divisions here, and then the and then um, we're going to be probably doing two shows again um, to catch up here. So to do the South, and we're also going to be doing our NFC, our West previews 
and then we are going to be doing our big mock draft special the week before, and then obviously the big night is the draft, which we will attempt to do live streaming, and I'm going to figure out how we're in. We can figure it out. It'll be good. Absolutely. So that is going to be the plan and everything. So next, so be sure be sure to uh, follow us here on. Uh, be sure to follow us here on Spotify, Apple Music, follow my Twitter here and everything. And then uh, we will be uh, back um, in, in a few days here and everything for the breakdown, the the Southern Divisions for the NFL Draft and recapping their offseason. Sounds like and a plan. Right, I'm expecting a big one from your Houston Texans. It's going to be a great draft. I, I'm very excited. I, I am writing theirs up. I've been writing theirs up for a couple of days now. Uh, so, so this has been me, Patrick Furness, speaking for some oil, and we are both going to be signing off. They'll be good. Later, awesome. dude. Thanks so much. No problem. Peace.